It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap ball. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Primetime games. You want Monday night football, you want Sunday night football, you want Thursday night football. We'll find out today at 5 o'clock which days are the Raiders going to be playing in their 2023 campaign. So far, officially, we only have one game day. Christmas Day, December 25th, at Kansas City against the Chiefs. So that's a game that if you want to be away from your family on Christmas Day, which I wish I could, that wouldn't be the case with me, but I got to work those days, uh, go to Kansas City. Enjoy the Raiders. Enjoy the city of Kansas and their barbecue and whatever they have to offer over there. Personally, I wouldn't go to that game, but I have a good friend of mine, and she tells me that that's one of her favorite environments in the NFL and that any chance that she has to go out there, she goes to Kansas City and enjoys the football environment that they have in Arrowhead Stadium, or now they got a new name, but that's the one that I always remember. So it's going to be very, very interesting what we got. And all I ask for is a balanced schedule. Last year, it pissed me off that the Raiders only had four games at Allegiant Stadium in the first 12 weeks of the season, and then they closed strong with four home games in the last six weeks. But they were facing tough opposition. The record wasn't great. They needed pretty much to win out to be in the playoff hunt in a very good way without depending of other results. So this schedule release, that's where we start talking about, okay, Let's look at this thing, how it's going to end up matching up for the silver and black. So far, there's rumors saying that they're going to start on the road, and then they get back-to-back home games. The ones that I trust the sources that they end up publishing is Raiders Week 3 against Pittsburgh at home. Andrew Filippini from 93.7, the fan published that. Then Week 5, Matt Schneidman from The Athletic says that the Raiders are taking on the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Those are two sources that I trust, plus the official Christmas Day against Kansas City. That one is official. That's been published by the NFL. That's been uh, let know by the Raiders as well. And you know the Raiders, they're t- they got tight lips. They don't say anything until they publish on their own and make the official press release available to the public and post on their social media. So we'll see what ends up happening. Shout out to Brian Aleman, who's tuning in. He's a member of the Raider Nation. He's also a fellow Dodgers fan. He says he can't call in, but that he's listening on the Raiders website. You can listen to this show on Raiders.com. You can listen to it on the Las Vegas Sports Network website. It's going to be, it's always available for you to listen. Of course, the podcast is available thanks to my man Bobby Machado cutting up the audio and posting it on our website posting it on different uh, podcast platforms so you can listen on demand as well. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be back. I'm very happy to be back here on a big day because the Raiders will be able to talk about the breakdown 
about how the schedule get line, gets lined up for the silver and black and do an analysis about how the Raiders end up getting those games. Of course, I'm keeping an eye on that Buffalo game because you know if it's a December game, if it's a November game, or heck, if it's one of the last two games that are going to be Week 17, Week 18, if it's in Buffalo, yeah, the environment is going to be nuts. Doesn't matter when it happens. But you are going to get a terrible weather. Terrible for us, cool for them. So that's one game that I'm keeping in sight right now to see where it ends up happening and the same thing can be told about the Chicago Bears game the weather over there I was there last month to catch three Dodgers games and I went from summer weather to winter weather to back to summer it's crazy so let's see hopefully that's September game for the silver and black against the Bears somebody that's also going to be playing in September but the other kind of football the soccer kind of football is Andrew Carlton, midfielder for the Las Vegas Lights, who's going to be in action this weekend taking on FC Tulsa at Cashman Field. Andrew, it's great to talk to you, man. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Working hard, man. You know that's the only way we do it out here in Las Vegas. So talk to me about this start of the season. First eight games, of course, the the win hasn't been able to be gotten by you guys, but the way that you've played, that promise, that's promising for you guys, that you're, you're close to getting those results. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a, uh, a tricky start to the season. You know, our first six games are on the road. Um, and, of course, in the USL, it's uh, very hard travel schedules going all around the country. Um, and then, you know, our first two home games were against two of the best uh, best teams in the league with Charleston and San Antonio. And I thought we were the better team in most of the games that we've played and just been unlucky and uh, need a couple bounces to go our way. But I'm sure, you know, we're going to be able to turn that around soon and be able to get our first win and kind of hit a good stretch from there. It's incredible to think you're only 22 years old. You're turning 23 next month, but you've been around professional soccer since like 2016. How have you seen the sport of professional football, like many calls it, call it, uh, grow since you've debuted until now? Yeah, I mean, it's actually pretty crazy, especially the USL, you know, how far it's gone. I think I'm in my debut in 2016, as you said, um, for the Charleston Battery. Um, and played at a couple other clubs now, uh, as well as the Las Vegas Lights. Um, and, you know, it's grown so much just in uh, a couple quick short years. Um, and so I'm really excited to see where it's going to be, you know, in the next five or six years. But the quality of the teams, the quality of the clubs, you know, it just seems to get better and better each year. And so, um, you know, it makes guys like myself who have, you know, been in the league for a while continue to grow and continue to step our game up to adjust with the level of the league and all that. I'm talking with Andrew Carlton, midfielder winger for the Las Vegas Lights FC, the professional soccer team out here in Las Vegas. How have you liked the environment in these two official league games that you've played? But it's actually been four games in Las Vegas because you played two games in the Open Cup out here as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been really great. I mean, the, the fans and stuff, they give a great environment for us and, you know, really push us through, you know, whenever moments get tough. You know, it's, you know, hot out here in Vegas sometimes, especially whenever you get a 3 p.m. kickoff. And so, you know, having the fans behind our back and, and hearing that support can can really push us over the line sometimes and really give us some extra energy whenever we need it. Um, I know they make it uncomfortable for the away team, so that's always good. And, you know, it's been great to, to meet and see the faces of some of the, the fans out there. And I look forward to, you know, the rest of the year. I'm sure we'll be seeing them a lot. You're a Georgia guy. You played for Atlanta United and MLS, but you've also played in Charleston, Indianapolis, San Diego. How is it living in Las Vegas for you as a professional soccer player? 
Dude, I've, I've actually been really happily surprised with it. You know, we got a, a, a good group of guys out here on the team, which obviously makes that, um, you know, transition moving to a new city um, always easier. And so, you know, that's been great. I've been, you know, really enjoying Vegas and, you know, didn't really know what to expect. You know, Vegas has a lot of hype around it and, and a lot of um, interesting stuff you could get into. But I've been, you know, really pleased with the just once you kind of get out of the downtown areas, it's, it's pretty laid back and chill, just like, you know, any other place you, you'd find. Um, you know, they got some great golf courses out here. I'm a big golfer, so um, I've been able to enjoy going out and playing around on off day. And, and so it's been a, a really good time for me so far. We got to link you up with JT the Brick. He's a big golfer as well. And I saw that you guys during preseason, you were out there at Red Rock as well. So you know that there's more to Vegas than just the strip for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Rock, you know, we had a good, nice team um, hike out there, which was, you know, a good bonding experience. And it's, you know, little things like that that, you know, over the course of the season really, you know, bring a team close together. And and I think that's really going to help us, um, you know, over the course of the season as, you know, we haven't got off to the greatest start, but, you know, guys are focused and, and, and staying together and committed to the goal and going to try to, you know, turn things around a little bit over the summer period we'll, where we'll have a lot of home games and try to make, you know, Las Vegas a fortress for us. Andrew Carlton from the Las Vegas Lights is our guest here on the JT The Brick Show. So Saturday, that's a huge game for you guys. You close your homestand facing FC Tulsa, which compared, no disrespect to them, but compared to San Antonio and Charleston, Charleston the best team in the East, San Antonio the defending champs, it's not as a, as big as a battle as it was with them. A win, what would it mean for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it would be huge. You know, sometimes you just need to, to get that first win just to kind of get things rolling. I mean, Tulsa, you know, one of the things we were just talking about earlier about how much the league's improved is, you know, there's no easy game here in the USL. I don't care, you know, if you're playing home or away against any team, you know, there's no easy game. So we're going to have to come out and bring, you know, the same intensity and the same, you know, game plan and all that that we had this past weekend against two of the best teams in the league. And, you know, hopefully hopefully with that, if we're focused, you know, playing well, working hard for each other, um, we can come out of the weekend with three points and really kind of kickstart our season. And, you know, once you get on a roll, you know, anything is possible. What would you tell the fans about this year's squad, which you're a member of, and you're a very dangerous player up in the attacking midfield, about guys like Leo Diaz, a great goalkeeper, already stopped two PKs, Manu Ledesma, Eric Cubo Torres, the, yeah. how the squad is composed? You know, I, I think we got a, a really great mix of guys. I think, you know, you got some guys like Manu Ledesma, Cubo Torres that have had fantastic careers. Um, and are still, you know, each day working as hard as anybody out there. I think you got a, a good mix of that. You got some good, exciting young players, um, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, you know, maybe myself or, or Xander, um, you know, Anwar, um, Danny Rios, you know, some of the young guys that are really trying to prove themselves. You say you got the veterans, you got, you know, some young players, and then you got guys like Zach Carroll, um, you know, that have played in the league for a while. It's been a, a, a great piece of our team. Um, I think it's just a great mix of guys that all want to win and all want to show what they um, they can do. I think we all got a little chip over our shoulder trying to prove that we, we belong here and that, you know, we can even go on and do even greater things in the future. Um, so I, I think it's a really good group of guys. You know, we all work really hard for each other and try to put the best product on the field that, that we can. So we, we really appreciate all the support, um, you know, that the city has given us, and hopefully we can repay that with some wins coming up here soon. 
I got a theory that these eight games, you guys not being able to get a win, maybe is a positive thing because you guys can come out in these next three games against Tulsa at home and then those two road games against Pittsburgh and Phoenix. If you go out there and win those, then you're proving people wrong and then you're getting on a roll and that's when it gets interesting for you. Do you think that would be yeah. a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, no matter what team you're on, there's always some tough stretches within your season. It's a long year. And I think some of the most successful teams are the ones that, that stay level-headed and, and stay focused through the good times and the bad times. And so I think we've done a good job of that. You know, everybody seems to be in good spirits and, and focused on turning things around. So I think, you know, you get one win and all of a sudden the confidence is up and you're feeling good about yourself and, and then we can kind of go on a bit of a run. I know, uh, you know the second half of the season we got like 12 or 13 games out of 15 or 16 at home. And I think, you know, that, that stretch of the season is going to be huge for us. We need to, to, to make Las Vegas, you know, our fortress here at home and, and get a bunch of wins and get on a roll in that period. And, you know, I think, uh, I think we'll be just fine. Um, and I think that's, you know, something that we've all talked about and really, uh, you know, are, are confident in ourselves to be able to, to, to get into the playoffs at the end of the year here. Andrew Carlton, midfielder for the Las Vegas Lights, our guest. He's going to be playing against FC Tulsa this Saturday at Cashman Field Pro Soccer in Las Vegas. Andrew, I appreciate you joining today's show. Andrew also played with the U.S. men's national team under 15, under 17, under 18, under 20 squad. So he's an experienced fella despite just being 22 years old. He's been a very, very good player for a long time, and he's trying to keep that growing out here in Las Vegas. Thank you, Nate. By the way, shout out to your brother, Alan. He signed out there with, with Atlanta, right? Yeah, yes. He had just signed um, uh, for the second team out there in Atlanta. So he's a, another young kid. You know, I'm really proud of him and I've seen how good he's been for a few years now. And it's fun to watch him, you know, grow up into an adult and be able to start playing professional soccer. So, yeah, I'm really excited for him. Hey, let's get you two guys on the same team in the not, not so far <laughs> future. That would be special. Yeah, that would be really cool. Or playing against each other, because I would like to Ooh. beat them up just as much. <laughs> there you go. That's the family rivalry right there. Andrew, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. See you at the stadium on Saturday. Yep, sounds good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Professional sports in Las Vegas. I remember when I moved out here to Las Vegas in March 2017, the Raiders still hadn't officially uh, their moved out here. Their, relo- their relocation wasn't official. The Golden Knights still hadn't played their first game here. When I moved here, it was... The Las Vegas 51s, they were still the 51s. They weren't the aviators. It was UFC. It was boxing. But that was it. There was not much besides that out here in Las Vegas professionally. The lights made their debut in 2018, and then you started adding everything else. The Raiders got here in 2020, the Aces. I mean, the sports scene out here in Las Vegas is exploding in an amazing way. We got a Formula One race on the Strip in November, that's going to be crazy. And, of course, Summerlin, you got the beautiful new ballpark that the Las Vegas Aviators get a great crowds every day. And, actually, let's go out to Summerlin. We got Charlie on the line calling in on Raider Nation Radio. It's great talking with you, Charlie. Yes, a good afternoon, uh, Harry. It's great to hit, talk to you. Como estas? I hope all is well with you. You're doing a fine job enjoying every moment when you're on the radio. Believe me. I appreciate question, you, man. Thank you. Uh, listen, the Raiders, uh, listen, the big boys need to make the right decisions. Their job's on the line. We have to have faith in what they do. 
you know, many people, because of their past uh, relationship with the, the Patriots, they're a little standoffish, they don't know, and we've been waiting so long as Raider fans to make it happen. But I think this year we're going to see a lot of improvement. I think we're going to have a lot of success, and we're all hopeful for that to happen. But another question I have, I know you're an avid Dodger fan. Huge. So yes. Brought, brought up in SoCal, but I'm a little disappointed. It was on ESPN Radio uh, the broadcast coming from L.A. every single night. Now, all of a sudden, we've been cut off. Why? Do you know? You know what? That's something interesting. I do remember another radio station here in town had the games, and I would listen to them while I was driving from point A to point B because I don't want to be irresponsible and watching it on my phone. I don't know why. And I, I actually had to go on the Dodgers' website because they still had an affiliate listed on the on their website out here in Vegas, and I would tune in. And nothing. So now I got to go to my MLB.com app and I got MLB TV on my phone so I, I can listen to Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday and Mr. Neverett all on the air calling the the Dodger games. But, yeah, that's actually a good question. And I got to dig in and hit, hit up somebody in the Dodgers organization. It's like, hey, what's up? I would like you to do that. I mean, I wanted to see from the beginning, the preseason and get all this information. Now I have to watch on YouTube a day after uh, the highlights. It's ridiculous. The Dodgers have such a following here in, in Las Vegas. And I'm really disappointed that uh, whether the ESPN affiliate or whatever didn't pick them up this year. Uh, it's something that I would love you to find out for us. So absolutely. I, I'll dig into it, man. I appreciate it very much, but thank you, Harry. You're doing a great job. Go Raider Nation. We're going to have a great season. Uh, regardless of what the schedule is, they're all big men. They're going to go, whether it's w winter, fall, spring, or, or summer, we're going to do well. So that's what it's all about. But thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Appreciate Charlie calling in today here from Summerlin. Can you imagine Dodgers against Athletics? in the Summerlin Ballpark, or well, the Las Vegas Ballpark. They, they paid for that name, so I have to say Las Vegas Ballpark. Uh, that would be fun as hell. 10,000-seat stadium, and I'm pretty sure at least 9,000 of those fans would be Dodger fans in between the A's moving to their other ballpark if it ends up happening. I can't wait for that to happen. Remember, Grimaldi's is hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. I'm actually going over there after the show because I'm hungry. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley, Boca Park, the Palazzo, Zout Rainbow, and in Green Valley. For more, visit GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Let's go to a break, and coming back, let's talk some Golden Knights hockey. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. And the crowd here at Rogers Place in Edmonton to its feet. Oilers got an early start and they did not relent. And they will tie the second round series two and two through four games. The siren sounds at Rogers Place. Final score, Edmonton four, Vegas one. 
It's been a roller coaster of a series, a second round playoff series for the Golden Knights against the Edmonton Oilers. High highs and low lows for Las Vegas. One game one six to four. Last game two, five to one. One game three, five to one. And then last game four, four to one in Edmonton. And now they're coming back to Las Vegas to see which team is going to enter game six on Sunday with the opportunity to clinch their spot. In the next round, the conference finals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Someone that was out there in Edmonton, and he's getting his passport filled up with a lot of Canadian stamps, is Jesus Lopez, a Spanish radio broadcaster, which I'm very happy for you, Jesus, that you're getting to experience these playoff games at the places that they're being played. That's something that I always say that's the best, being able to broadcast at places instead of off of some monitors at times. How are you, Jesus? Hey, Harry, how you doing? And uh, I want to say hi to all of the Jay to the Break audience. Yeah, it's an amazing experience. I've seen uh, the ugly face of the truth when you are away, when, I mean, in Winnipeg and now here in Edmonton. Uh, and I'm seeing uh, the ugly face of the truth because uh, this is another thing. Uh, hockey in Canada is the most uh, amazing thing that you can experience, but not so much when you are the opposite team. So... But it's been great. It's been great, and, and I, I love the the ambience inside the arena. The you know the Rogers Place is almost the same capacity as the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's so loud. You have no idea. Last night uh, they had a one oh nine on the uh, loudest uh, measurement. It was just crazy. But there is that. It's a great experience, as you said. I'm just waiting on my flight for uh, going back to Las Vegas. For the next game, hiring. Absolutely. Tomorrow at T-Mobile Arena, 7 o'clock. You can listen it to in our affiliate out here in English, but also in Spanish on Deportes Vegas 1460 AM, where our, our guest, Jesus Lopez, is going to be doing the play-by-play live from his booth up there at the press box at T-Mobile. Jesus, what happened last night, man? 4-1 to one loss, 3 to nothing at the end of the first period. This team looked completely different than the team that just two days ago on Monday, on Tuesday, sorry. But I thought... I yeah. thought- I on thought Monday. it was going to be an uh, easy game because, you know, uh, 24 seconds, 24 seconds into the first period, you have a power play uh, on a uh, McLeod uh, fall, and uh, we didn't we didn't take advantage of the play-by-plays period. You know, we are very, very weak on power plays. And then, uh, sorry to say that, but we have uh, uh, two power plays and, and one nice gift from uh, Shade Hewell or uh, right in front of the net, you know, that they took advantage of. So there you go. Uh, three goals in less than uh, seven minutes on the first period. I believe that broke their spirit. You know, the competitive spirit was broken completely on the first period. And I'm sorry to say this. Shade Theodore is a great defense. He's a very reliable player. I love the way he plays, you know, and, 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 and I have a lot of respect for him. Especially after you know his personal thing with uh, you know beating cancer, uh, but it, it was the worst game ever for Shea Theodore. And believe me, he tried. He tried very hard on the second period. Vegas Golden Knights concentrated, and when they were playing the best uh, uh, hockey last night, and then uh, Nugent Hopkins uh, scores again, and uh, well, McDavid just couldn't find Drysaddle. They nullified nullified uh, Drysaddle during the game. Uh, if you see uh, uh, the the uh, players that score on uh, Edmonton behalf, just at Bouchard, Edholm, and uh, Nugent Hopkins, no Dwight Huddle, no Connor McDavid. So they did 
they did the homework, but they couldn't, you know, just concentrate and regain the momentum after the fourth goal on the second uh, period. But we had a goal by Nigrois on the last uh, period, but it wasn't enough, you know, to come back. And, and uh, then we saw how Alex Pietrangelo uh, lost her head, and uh, he's waiting for what kind of... Uh, what kind of uh, measurements is the league going to take on him? And he's not going to be nice, that's for sure. Yeah, Petrangelo lost his head towards in the final minute uh, with a big slashing on uh, Leon Dreisaitl, and there's a possibility of him being suspended this next game. It's a wait-and-see situation with the NHL to see what they end up happening. And yeah, I mean, when Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl don't score on a game where you lose 4-1, you might be in trouble, but they ended up collaborating. McDavid, two assists. Dreisaitl, one assist. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a guy that scored 37 goals in the regular season, he got his first goal in the playoffs last night. Yep. He might catch fire, and that could be a problem for the Vegas Golden Knights. How do you see the team coming into Friday's game here, tomorrow's game here at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas? They found the, the formula to uh, nullify the team. I mean, we had to stay 5-on-5 five five to begin with and uh, concentrate on the middle of the eyes. We uh, have to take care of neutral zone and just to stay away from behind our net as much as possible because they're really, really fast on, on those kind of moves. So on five on five, we are better balanced team than Edmonton Oilers. Just not to lose concentration, stay away from the penalty box, and that'll do the job for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sure we can win this series. That's that's for sure. But we, I mean, not without lack of concentration, like the one that Pietrangelo showed uh, uh, last night, and also. Uh, regain the confidence of the defense. Uh, I think Shea Fiedel did a great comeback on the second period, but still not enough because that uh, Nudgeon Hopkins uh, goal just broke their spirit again, and and uh, it was hard to navigate, you know, with those uh, kind of uh, with that kind of score against the Vegas Golden Knights. But we do have what it takes to beat Edmonton, that is for sure. But I have to tell you something else, uh, uh, Harry. What a crowd! What a crowd inside the arena, the Roger place, and outside. I believe the party went on like at 3 a.m. And uh, wow. I mean, we were staying on the same on the hotel next to the arena, and you could hear everything you know that was going on outside. It was a, it, it's just crazy. It, it's uh, if we take this into soccer, uh, Harry, this is like uh, like a World Cup final every single game. You can, I mean, it's. It's amazing, amazing what hockey means for Canadians. Yeah, hockey's like a religion up there, up the yeah. bo- uh, north of the border. It's incredible. Beyond, we're, I'll say. Yeah, yeah we're talking. I'll say. We're talking with Jesus Lopez, Spanish play-by-play announcer for the Vegas Golden Knights. You could listen to him on our radio, on our sister station here at Lotus Broadcasting, Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. I'm honored to be joining you and Herbert Castro during the pregame, postgame, and intermissions. It's been fun for the road games. Let's see if we can do something to make that happen tomorrow as well. But now coming to T-Mobile Arena, you need the fans here in Las Vegas, which their last yep. impression in person was that 5-1 to one loss and people leaving after the second period and the arena looking pretty empty towards the end. You need the fans to do their part here in Las Vegas as yes. well. Yes, and you know what? Uh, something that we need to learn, we need to learn how to demand on the referees because, my God, you should see how these people react to the referees' decisions every single time when it's against their team. 
they eat them up alive. It's just, uh, it's crazy here. I mean, it, it, it's nice. And as I said, you know, uh, I had uh, a couple of interviews on radio and one on TV, and they are very uh, um, curious about, hey, how does that sound in Spanish? You know, because here in, here in Canada, uh, Harry, they have it in French. Believe it or not, they have it in Punjabi. And uh, they have it in German, of course, English. There are five different languages uh, broadcasting here in Canada, the hockey. It's, it's amazing, amazing. Undoubtedly. I've heard the Punjabi uh, broadcast in the past, and they go crazy. I love the passion yeah, that they yeah. show. So shout out to them. And it's like it's something very cool, and hopefully they don't, they don't get that hyped tomorrow when they play the Golden Knights out here. But look, in my opinion, it's going to be hard for a team to win back-to-back games in this series. The momentum has been shifting back and forth in this series. And tomorrow's game, I think that whoever wins tomorrow can end up having the biggest chance to win the series. If the Golden Knights win... Yeah. Definitely. That means that they could end up hosting Game 7 if they can't win in Edmonton. But if Edmonton wins tomorrow, then they go back home and there might not be a Game 7. So tomorrow's game is going to be the biggest one in the series, in my opinion, Jesus. A crucial one, yes. Definitely, Harry. Definitely. So we'll see. Uh, let's hope that uh, Bruce Cassidy comes up you know, with a nice strategy and uh, put all of the players uh, in shape. And also, you know, work on their state of mind. That's very, very important because, uh, yes, it's a, it's a big hit uh, when you have that score, like the one that we had yesterday after a great game. The first great, I mean, the, 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 the third game here in, in, in Edmonton was an amazing game for the Vegas Golden Knights. It was amazing how quiet that arena was in the third period. Nothing compared to yesterday, of course. And, and, and it's just, it is what it is. That is the emotion, the passion that delivers the, NHL playoffs. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Pure adrenaline, three hours of pure adrenaline. I love it, Harry. I love every single minute. Absolutely. By the way, it's made official. Darnell Nurse has been suspended for one game. So he's an Edmonton player. He won't be playing against the Golden Knights. And the and Alex Pritangelo has his uh, hearing today. So we'll hear about him. Oh, Darnell, Darnell Nurse was the most, uh, uh, with the most time on ice uh, defense. So, yes, it's going to be, uh, if they suspend Alex Pritangelo, then we are going to be evenly balanced uh, on that matter. Yes, it's going to be very interesting. If we hear anything before the show is over, we will let you know out here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Jesus, have a safe trip home. I hope to see you tomorrow. If not, I'll talk to you on the air on Sunday. My pleasure, Harry. There he goes, Jesus Elocotlan Lopez, the Spanish play-by-play announcer for the Vegas Golden Knights on Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. We show love to all Vegas teams out here on Raider Nation Radio. We talked a little bit soccer with Las Vegas Lights FC midfielder Andrew Carlton, now hockey with Jesus Lopez. And I had to bring him on today because tomorrow it's all Raiders all two hours of the JT The Brick Show because we will have the schedule in our hands. It's going to be released today at 5 o'clock. Follow everybody from Raider Nation Radio on social media. Of course, Vinny Vonsignor. Follow Clay Baker, Lindsey Brown, Q Myers, who's coming up at 2 o'clock, Damon Cotton, myself, Harry Ruiz, JT The Brick. Uh, we more than likely will have JT The Brick on the show tomorrow on his show as a guest to see what he thinks about the schedule. To be honest, and look, right now is checking out Twitter and Vic Tafer. 
he posted that he's hearing that Monday Night Football Week 8, it is going to be Raiders at Detroit. So now I feel comfortable. I'll put a little star next to Week 8 as a game that I feel comfortable saying that it more than likely is going to happen. That means that the Raiders get two Monday Night Football games in a span of four weeks. I love that. Prime time. Let's have the Raiders with the spotlight shining on them. Something that last year with Derek Carr, we didn't see much with him as the quarterback. We had three primetime games. This year, we're talking about weeks five and weeks eight, two Monday night football games. And then week 16 against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's a Monday game, not night, but it's going to be a Christmas day where the whole nation's going to be watching you. So it's going to be something that Raider fans, you got to get used to. So far on the schedule, three Monday games. So I feel comfortable with the reports from week three against Pittsburgh in Vegas, week five against Green Bay on Monday Night Football in Vegas, and week eight at Detroit on Monday Night Football as well, plus week 16. That's the only one that is 100% confirmed by the league and the Raiders. Raiders visiting Kansas City on Christmas Day, Monday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. It's going to be fun to see the breakdowns on home games, on away games, on if how many back-to-backs the Raiders are going to have because last season they had back-to-backs on week 8 and week 9. New Orleans and Jacksonville, they actually stayed in the East Coast for those games. And then week 11 and week 12 at Denver, at Seattle. They won both of those games before coming back to Vegas for the Chargers game. But that just pissed me off. When I saw the schedule last year on May 12th, almost a year ago, when I saw three home games in the first nine weeks, four home games in the first 12 weeks, in the first three months, I'm like, what the hell? And especially me, I get to call home games at the stadium, but the road games, I'm calling them off a monitor. I'm like, I want to be there with the nation. I want to feel the vibe from the Raider fans and see how they are going through each game. And I felt that that was just too much time between games for me to be there at the stadium. So 5 o'clock, we get our first look at what the schedule is going to look like for the silver and black let's go to our final break today here on the jt the brick show and remember fans resorts world the newest hotel on the las vegas strip they're introducing the brand new golden monkey tiki lounge at resorts world it's the ultimate tropical getaway enjoy their delicious island inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere heads up locals Buy one, get one free every night from 8 to midnight. Check them out. Let's go to a break. We'll be back. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz got booed before uh, so it's, it's not anything new uh, we're just able we, we, we've been in that position before and uh, we didn't play well today fans could see it and you guys saw it and we uh, we know that Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics who are on the brink of elimination Can you imagine that going into the conference finals and both the one and two seeds out of the playoffs that would be something and you know that philly crowd is gonna be 
going crazy for their 76ers today who have a chance at eliminating the Boston Celtics. Joel Embiid, the MVP. That's going to be a big game for him. He's questionable, but he's been questionable every game for the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's see what he can do. Denver, they can also clinch. Nikola Jokic, who's a big guy, who's a two-time MVP in the league, he can help them clinch too. But we know Devin Booker and Kevin Durant want to do the opposite. There was action last night in the association. Game 5, the... JT the Bricks, Knicks, taking on the Miami Heat. And Julius Randle, a guy that I love, he got drafted by the Lakers. He did big things. When he's on, he's connected, he can do big things. Four seconds, Randle pushing, crowd rising, fades, fires the three, knocks it down with point six to go. The fifth-ranked Knickerbockers in the Eastern Conference with Julius Randle, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. But the guy that the spotlight, you know he loves stealing it because he's that damn good is Jalen Brunson. Half-court right, Brunson off high screen, deep three, nails it! Gutsy, what a shot! Brunson with 35 Jalen Brunson, 48 minutes, 38 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. He put the Knicks on his back, and they got the dub 112-103. to Now they got to go back to Miami. They got to go to South Beach and steal one over there to stay alive. And Brunson, he knows they got to get one more. Nothing really to celebrate. Uh, we obviously won. Uh, get to see another day. So um, this is great, but uh, we got to get one down there. Well, technically, they got to get two more, but the one more is in Miami. They got to get that win in Miami. Is Jimmy Butler going to be able to avoid it? That's going to be interesting. He only had 19 points last night, and he's been getting buckets left and right. So the Knicks, they got to stop Jimmy Butler to keep getting success. And, heck, a team that has had a lot of success in the last decade have been the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, he was talking a lot from the first minute of the game, and finally the trash talk worked last night. Loose ball, Gary Payton has it, saved it out to midcourt to Curry, catches in stride, throws it back to Draymond, a three ball is up, but good for Draymond Green, his first three of the series. Draymond Green, 20 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double for the all-NBA defensive player in the defensive team in the NBA. He's a great guy, but you got to get him rocking on the offense to be successful on your team, and last night he was able to do it. Somebody that's always connected on offense, you know Steph Curry, an all-time player in the NBA. He's always going to knock down threes. They want a screen. Nobody's coming up the screen. Curry will go one-on-one with Walker with three. With two, backs up into a three. It's up and good at the buzzer. Golden State will take an 11-point lead into the locker room at halftime. The Lakers, for, for moments, they were down by double digits, and they just kept it a close game. They kept coming back, and but they weren't able to get it. And then a guy that my man Bobby, uh, his nickname is Suit for him, for Anthony Davis, because he saw him more in suits than in uh, jersey and shorts. He ended up leaving the game in the second half when he got elbowed in the head, and he ended up being taken to the locker room in a wheelchair, per reports. <laughs> and people were saying that he, hey, concussion symptoms, what's it going to— 
Bobby, I hear you laughing. So I know it's not a matter of laugh, but you 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 say that Anthony Davis, you you always laugh. I, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I did not watch the Laker game last night. I was deep in the throes of the Golden Knights and stuff. They really wheeled him out in a bleeping wheelchair. So they he walked out of the arena from the court to the tunnel, and then they took him to a room that was near the the tunnel. And then they wheeled him to the locker room. Oh, give my bleep a break. You gotta be kidding me. Come on now. Look, let me tell I gotta say this, all right? When I was seven years old, I used to be a goaltender, and way back then we didn't have masks. And I took a slap shot to the head and I got a big old goose egg right on, on my forehead. You know what? I went upstairs, my mom looked, put some iodine on that, you'll be fine. Back outside. This guy, he got an elbow to the head. The guy's seven foot four. He gets an elbow to the head and he needs a wheelchair. That's Wah. AD. <laughs> I missed Wah. your way. You're, you're Jeez, crying. You got to be bleeping yeah. kidding me. Come on. Let's hear LeBron what he had to say about the Anthony Davis injury. I didn't see the shot. I'm just seeing the aftermath, but the medical team seems to say he's, been, he's doing better. So, you know, that's what matters the most. Yeah, we're keeping our eye on to see the official report from the Lakers Wah. on Anthony Davis to see his availability tomorrow. Where you got boo-boo. Hey, the champs could... <laughs> Be sent home. And you know who was laughing yesterday, too? Shaq and, and Charles Barkley. Oh, when, I would think so. Yeah, the grown-ass men. I mean, any grown-ass man. I got an elbow. Oh, I need a wheelchair. Come on, man. Put a Band-Aid on it. Get the heck back out there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if AD is available. If he's not available, that's what the Warriors needed. That that guy is covering Steph in a great way. Jeez, you know, and I got... I, 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 when I he's hate, on, I, he's I, on. But I when he's to, off, he's off. I hate to admit to it, but you're actually right. You know, I mean, Anthony Davis has been the best scorer throughout this series. I really, I can't debate that, even though street clothes, but, you know, he has been their best scorer. So let's see what the Warriors can do if AD is on the court and if he's off the court, if he's on the sidelines. Uh, I wish him well. Hope he recovers. Hope everything's okay with him. But, yeah, you, like you say, Bobby, he's more often than not not on the court. Give him a Band-Aid and a juice box and get back to work. Come on now. There you go. And it's going to be fun tonight. Two potential clinching games. Oh, Bobby, you're nervous. You're I'm, nervous. I'm, I'm not nervous. No? I'm nauseated. You're pissed off. No, I'm nauseated. Like, I've got this thing on my stomach. I'm trying to keep the bile down into my throat. You know what I mean? 4.30 p.m., Celtics at Sixers. 7 o'clock, Nuggets at Suns. The NBA hitting those peak times. And the ratings, they keep getting high. And you know the thing that kills me, Charles? Watch this interview. Marcus Smart was talking yesterday. He's like, well, we won two in a row last year. It looks like we're going to have to do it again. I'm like, dude, I wish I had your confidence because I just don't. What happened for, to the Celtics? I see them the same way as I see the Golden Knights. I mean, they play to the best of their potential for the entire 48 minutes. There isn't a team in the, in the league that can beat them. Unfortunately, they take off segments, they take off hours, they take off in entire games. It's just, yeah, I, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what they have to have to motivate them. Like, this is what you've been playing for. You have to win 10 more games to get to where you want to be. What are you waiting for? A lot of folks, hey, we're getting Lakers-Celtics in the finals, and now— Jesus bleeping Christ. No, please just don't. Not that. Anything but that. You don't want to see that, that matchup? That legendary matchup? It's like dating your wife. It's like dating an ex-girlfriend. Why bother? I think you've already be fun. You've already been there, haven't you? You know, come on. What's <laughs> a couple the point? of times in history. A couple of times. Well, well, good for you. There you go. A little bit of NBA talk so right here with my man Bobby, of course. We got to sneak in hoops here on Raider Nation. I got, I got a better question. De- Denver and Phoenix tonight. Who you got? Ooh, 
I mean, it's been the home you teams. See? That's it's been good, the home that's, teams. That's the that's going to be the game tonight. I think. I mean, yeah. I love my Celtics, but damn, I'll tell you what, that Denver Phoenix. That's going to be a hell of a game tonight. You know, I love watching Book play. I love watching Booker on the court. You know, I heard, and I hope I, we get a game seven between Book and Jokic. I heard this podcast a couple of days ago. Stephen A. Smith does a really good podcast, by the way, if you happen to catch it on YouTube. He was going off about Booker being like the next Kobe, just like had this guy up on the hugest pedestal, and then he came back in game four. I thought, what did he do? Like twenty points? Yeah. But hey, he's got a good support system there that they can keep him. He's not flying solo now. You know, I, I'll tell you, I think the Suns are actually a better team without Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. I really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, CP3, he's going to be a Hall I mean, of Famer, yeah, I mean, great bless player. Him, you know, but he's done his bit, but yeah, geez, I don't know. Give me the Suns with KD and Aiton and, heck, even campaign. Hey, wait, Put wait, him in there wait, every wait, once in a while. Wait, Murray wait, State. Where's, uh, where's, Kevin, where's Kevin Durant's 40-point game? Coming up. You're gonna, you better you be coming up. Yeah. You're going to need this one tonight. You need it in the biggest moments, and it, those big moments – those two elimination games for them coming up if they win tonight. Raider Nation, stay tuned to Raider Nation Radio. I mean, you got Q coming up from 2 to 5. We got the morning tailgate with Clay, with Lindsay, with Vinny tomorrow morning analyzing the schedule release. I'll be back tomorrow. Shout out to JT the Brick who's out of town. And so I got the opportunity to be here on Raider Nation Radio on these big days when the rumor came out first by Adam Schefter. Hey, the NFL is targeting May 11th to announce the schedule and then we didn't hear anything until like Tuesday. I was like, ooh, I'm going to be there on Thursday and Friday? Give it to me. Those and, are going to be big days. And by the way, while I've got a second and just to go over what's going to happen next week's show, Monday, JT will be here. We'll do the whole show. Tuesday, Mr. Harry Ruiz will be filling in because JT's got coaches with cancer. Next week, Wednesday and Thursday are both aviator games. Okay. So it's, right now it's kind of questionable if we're even going to be on those two days. On Tuesday? Oh, no, Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Got it. Hey, a little time off. Never, nobody ever hated it, so. I uh, do. I'm, you do? Time is money. I don't, I don't like time off. There you go. Let I mean, Bobby I mean, work. I mean, dude, I'm sitting here in a chair watching ESPN talking to you, and they're paying me for it. I mean, what more could I ask for? Give Bobby work. So, Raider Nation, so far, what I'm comfortable with giving you guys, Week 3 versus Pittsburgh at Allegiant Stadium. Week 5 versus Green Bay at Allegiant Stadium. Week 8 at Detroit. Monday Night Football, same thing as Week 5 versus Green Bay. And the only one that's confirmed by the league and the Raiders, December 25th, Christmas Day, Week 16, Raiders at Kansas City, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So, so far, I'm comfortable giving you those four games. Let's see the whole schedule release, what it gives us. Don't give us tons of back-to-back. Heck, we got nine games at Allegiant Stadium this year. No back-to-backs, or not many of them at tops one. I'm Harry Ruiz, Raider Nation. It's always fun hanging out with you guys. Have a fantastic day. Stay tuned to JT, sorry, not JT, to Q Myers with Unnecessary Roughness. <laughs>